Let's Talk Sports. Sports Phone with Big Al is live on 1061 ESPN. of reason and the dean of richmond radio here's big al on 1061 espn the balls begin period <laughs> into the sentence <laughs> the avalanche the plethora whatever you like to call it <laughs> we've got ball games state ball games begin on monday uh down in charlotte uh kentucky versus old dominion uh, the 23rd will be the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth. James Madison got in, as we know, uh, by virtue of uh, not having enough teams playing 500. They'll play Air Force in Fort Worth on the 23rd, which is a week from tomorrow. The Military Bowl up in Annapolis, Virginia Tech, will play Tulane on the 27th, which is a Wednesday. If I'm not me, yeah, it is a Wednesday. And then the Fiesta Bowl. How about this? Fiesta Bowl's big bowl. Oregon versus Liberty. That'll be interesting to see who shows up and who plays. I mean, there are a number of players. I haven't seen anybody bow out from Oregon yet. Uh, but it's, uh, I mean, if they, all, if they all show up, they want to play and they want to win. <laughs> it's interesting to see how that will play out. Anyway, Big Al, this is Sports Fun on 106.1 ESPN. I'm Big Al. We thank you for tuning in. Our number is 327-0888. We have Lewis and uh, and Alan in the uh, in the booth this morning. Lewis, I guess. Yeah, I think, Lewis, you're at the controls, are you not? Good morning, Big Al. How's it going, Good. Man? Good morning. Good morning. You've been with us before. We thank you for joining us this morning, Big Dog. Thanks for having me back. So, so <laughs> yeah, well... That's fine. It's all good by me. Uh, we we get the plane flying, and that's that. Anyway, uh, Jamie King, I'd ask Jamie to come on this morning if he'd be kind enough to join us uh, this morning to talk a little bit about the bowls. There's certainly, as I said, a, an avalanche, a plethora of bowls. Some of them are totally, uh, you know, you'd rather watch reruns of the, you know, uh, uh, what's his name, Dominic, the Italian donkey going up and down the mountain, and uh, some of these things, the Italian Christmas donkey, uh, than some of these games that are going to be played. But that's that happens every year now. Good morning, Hoss. How are you? First of all, how are you doing? Hey, happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Big Al. Thank you. Merry great. Christmas uh, to you. 
Absolutely, and all our listeners. And uh, uh, Alan and I just gave out uh, the other Alan, the uh, the one without the statue in front of the building. Uh, that guy, uh, we gave out some winners earlier on the NFL side, so excited to talk about uh, the college side. And my guy, Jamie Chadwell, Liberty, man, uh, so excited to see what they're going to do against uh, Oregon. And, boy, his yeah. stock is rising. He was just named, uh, of course, one of the top uh, Power Five uh candidates in terms of coach of the year and uh you know a guy that is even getting to that list where he'll be um looked at as a power five coach coming up but uh he's actually on the um the overall national list for coach of the year which i think is well deserved yeah it is well deserved we take liberty and they're uh, unbeaten I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't care which conference you play it. Well, so that that of course could lead us to Florida State, Alabama, and uh, that uh, that's uh, that story. Is, I asked who was I talking to yesterday, and I asked him about uh, that the the guest I had on yesterday, you know, John Marcon used to write for the paper here about Alabama and Florida State, and he was very much in the corner. Florida State should have gone. And yeah, we've talked about that at, you know, almost to the point of ad nauseum. We've talked about it, but you know, it's not like old hash in the pan that's been sitting there for two days on the stove. Uh, you've got a team like Florida State that did everything they were supposed to do and they didn't get in. And we know the reasons why Alabama would be a better game than Michigan versus Florida State with their third string, second string quarterback. And so that's part of the reason, the fact that Alabama also beat Georgia. And so, you know, we've taken that mule behind the barn a number of times. But uh, quickly, which one do you think belong in there? Because we haven't talked about this at all, you and I. No, um, you know, I was all about Florida State with Jordan Travis, and I know what the committee was looking at, the competitive aspect, and uh, not saying that Florida State defense couldn't keep them in a game, but mm-hmm. uh, as you saw the what the third stringer did, uh, and the second stringer, he's good, but uh, he's not any great shakes. It's going to, I think, scare anybody else <laughs> on a national level in a big game that he hasn't played in. I mean, they wanted the chance and the opportunity, but I, I think they got it right, and I'll tell you what, you can look now to the game between Georgia and Florida State, yeah. and if Georgia beats the doors off of uh, Florida State, people are going to say, "See, yeah. the committee is right. I told you so." Now, yeah. vindication. If Florida State with a back with a backup beats Georgia, then you say, "Wait a minute, boy, did they get it wrong?" So this is a lot. There's a lot going in that game. People will be able to say, "Hey, the committee really got it right. Look, because they they can't play." Yeah, exactly. It'll be either vindication or it'll be. A situation where you know they they messed up, but next year will be different with the twelve teams, as we know. Uh, one other thing is something I want to talk about today, and just get your opinion, since you won't be with us for two hours. I wouldn't do that to you. And of course, we have on Jamie King with us. Jamie, as you know, uh, precedes our show here at eight o'clock. Jamie's on every morning at seven, and tune in and talk with Jamie King. Uh, the man's knowledgeable, been around the block more times than the city bus, and uh, having lived in Northern Virginia as well, and uh, if, you know, and, and knows a lot about the Washington history. A fan like I am of Washington football, uh, a frustrated, and you, know, you feel like we've been stuck on a cactus for a long time. As <laughs> a Washington football fan, you feel like somebody threw you on a cactus the biggest one in town and you've been you know having it in your back for six well, how many years now 25 years but anyway um dallas buffalo 
to, to me, this is obviously the game of the week for the pro football. Uh, I can't think of a bigger game that's out there than this, just looking at it. They're playing in Buffalo. The weather will be 50 degrees, uh, steady rain in the afternoon, high around 50, as I mentioned, and, and uh, a very good chance of rain up there on Sunday, not tomorrow, but Sunday, uh, up in Buffalo. So uh, Dallas, as you know, has been on a roll. Buffalo has been up and down and all around the town, uh, but Dallas has been kicking butt and taking names. Uh, now they finally beat a team with a decent winning record. Of course, they beat Seattle when they were six and five. They're now six and seven, uh, but they did take the uh, the old Eagles behind the barn uh, last Sunday, and uh, so. So, Buffalo, of course, uh, they played a great, great game in Kansas City, and they won after losing to Philadelphia on the road. Uh, it was a, t- a tough little pair of games there. Uh, the Philadelphia game was winnable. They got away in Kansas City. They uh, they won the game, and thanks to uh, Tony's foot over the line. <laughs> oh, my. So, anyway, who wins this game, do you think, on Sunday in Buffalo? Well, I think the cold, cold temperature is going to play a factor. The Bills Mafia, that crowd will be going crazy. And this is a gauntlet uh, for the Cowboys. They're proving. And they won me over last week with game number one of a four-game gauntlet. I said, if they go one and three or two and two, I'm not there. But if Dak goes four and oh, three and one, he's the MVP uh, based on his play. But I got a feeling this week uh, the Buffalo Bills are going to put it all together after barely winning in Kansas City. They need this one so badly, and they're yeah. playing, you know, in a position where at home, I think it just favors the home team. If the Cowboys were to go in and beat the Buffalo Bills, it's really going to set me back. And I hate to say this because I'm not a <laughs> Cowboys fan, but they got to give credit where credit is due. If they beat Buffalo, then go back and beat Miami and then Detroit to end this four-game series. I mean, it's going to change my mind in a big way, but I just don't see them winning in Buffalo. I really don't think they've got what it takes on the cold track there with the Bills in that fan base. I think it's going to be a Buffalo day. I think Buffalo finally puts it all together in a big way. Well, it will be 50, so that's not cold, cold. And it will be rain coming in the afternoon. That'll play a factor, I think, in it. Uh, it'll be interesting if they beat Buffalo. But yeah, we've got to we got to look out for a team that neither one of us would probably, if they were all lined up on a on a railroad track, all fifty three members, and a train was coming. I don't think you and I would wake up any of them, would we? No, no, that would, that would be, a true, that'd be a true statement. Oh boy, Alan always makes me salty by saying this is our team that we cover here on ESPN Sports 106. Yeah, we're the home of the bovine cartel. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, they, you got two mule skinners right here talking, and this is what, this is what we get. That's all right. They're a win team. Huh? We got we to add that management did not check with you and I with that selection of that team. <laughs> well, I think our boy Willoughby dropped the ball on that one, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> oh, there's a shock. There's a shock. There you go. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Yeah, Mitchell tried to get it through when he was here. <laughs> oh, oh, well. Hey, at least it's good football. Uh, real quickly, also, we're going to do a Paul. Can you stay another segment with us? I didn't mean to do all this, but you know, I want to talk to you about, about Dallas Buffalo. How about Las Vegas gets shut out last? Three nothing by the Vikings on Sunday. Three zip. Zip. No points. Averaging 15 a game going into last night. Bust a move. Bust a move. B-U-S-T-A, a a move. 63 points. Unbelievable. I know. know. (laughs) 
Brandon Staley, the king of defense in Los Angeles, said, hey, you know, it's not as bad as you think. Every team has these type of things, and he feels very confident meeting with the ownership today because yeah. he doesn't expect anything to happen because yeah. things are going so well. Yeah, and you know what else is going to happen today? Elizabeth Hurley's going to walk through the studio door and say, hey, big fella, let's go to dinner tonight. That could happen. You're better chance of that than him not getting fired, I think. I think he'll get fired, and I don't think she'll come in. So they're both wrong. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a quick pause. she's got a friend. Just kidding. Anyway. <laughs> I know we're both married men. So there you go. Exactly. All right. Um, let's take a pause. If you can stay with us for a few more minutes, we'll cut, uh, highlight talking about a couple ball games here, if you don't mind. And uh, it's nice to have you on and do this uh, with you. Your, you want to get a Christmas bonus from you, Big Al? I'm all in. Soon as the. Yeah, as soon as we get a, a bonus from upstairs, I'll, I'll I'll split mine with you, and you can split yours with me. Okay. A, a, a glass of water and a sheet of paper. <laughs> you, you, what did John McEnroe say? You cannot be serious. You cannot be serious. Hey, listen, <laughs> if you get that bonus, uh, let me know, big guy. If I get a bonus, I will take a picture of it and I'll mail the whole thing to you, the, the ninety-eight <laughs> cents to you. <laughs> All right. Hey, we're in radio, though, big guy. Remember the, the salaries we're getting, and uh, never forget how much. <laughs> uh, no, I think I'll just take the rest of the day off. <laughs> All right, Jamie King with us. Don't forget to tune in to the Sports King weekday morning, 7 o'clock. You will enjoy the show. Give him a call. Throw him a, throw him a curveball. Give him a raspberry, whatever you got to do. But tune in 7 a.m. The man's been around the block, like I said, uh, often, early and often. And he starts at 7 with us. And uh, just uh, he used to live in D.C. and uh, Northern Virginia and Fredericksburg and all that. And certainly has been around with the Washington football team for years. So uh, you can always ask a question of him about that situation. All right, let's take that pause I was talking about. Come back and we'll talk about a couple bowl games. We're not going to step through 40 or 41 of them. We'll just talk about some of the big ones there, Pod. Now, stay with us right here on 106.1 ESPN. I'm Big Al. This is Sports Phone. Their number is 327-0888. Lewis is on the other side of the glass. Gave him a nickname yesterday. Why not Al Sender? Lewis Al Sender. You remember, John Wooden always called Al Sender Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. We got a nickname for Lewis, Alcindor. Alcindor. Yeah. I mean, he hey, wasn't Lee. he wasn't a good ball player. Ha! All right, stay with us. We shall return right here. One zero six one ESPN. One zero six one ESPN traffic. Me and the hashtag crew every morning at ten. It's Greeny starting at ten o'clock after Sports Phone with Big Al on one zero six one ESPN, streaming live on the iHeartRadio app. Bad to be down the Keys right now, would it? Down in them Florida Keys. Little sand. Little palm trees. Warm breezes. Oh, man. Man's got to do something before he dies, doesn't he? <laughs> All right, Jamie King is with us. And Jamie King, as I mentioned, has been around the block more times than the city bus. He's just uh, he's uh, done it all in sports. The sport, hence the name Sports King. And... Um, it's kind enough to join us this morning to talk a little bit about some bowl games. And uh, you think Buffalo will beat Dallas, correct? I do. Yeah. I do. And, uh, it's funny. You said more times in a, uh, more times around the block than a city bus. Uh, yesterday I got a letter in the mail, and uh, <laughs> an old viewer of mine from well over 25 years ago had a picture of me in an HTS Home Team Sports Blazer. Oh, there you now, go. 
while it was a beautiful picture of myself with a lot of hair, I was very happy about that back then. <laughs> you still have hair? Very unhappy about, oh, here's what I was very unhappy about. First of all, it was a black and white photo, <laughs> number one. And number two, uh, it was with a home team sports blazer. And, of course, loved home team sports, but there is no more home team sports. So that no. was also the negative. So no. other than that... Uh, you know, a smile and two frowns on that one. But no, I do think Buffalo is going to win this game, and I just think the mafia and the, they've got to put it together offensively and play a really good game and uh, shut down Dak and company. But once again, the Cowboys pull this off and win this test. You know, whether we like him or not, Al, we got to just sort of saying, <laughs> "Hey, it is what it is." These guys are rock solid. Now, I don't think they have the goods to win at all, but I think they could make a very big uh, yeah. run after this if they're able to pull off these next three or four. Yeah, that's what they have. Yeah, you're right. If they do that, they, they may well do it. Um, the, uh, the the thing about Dallas, no one scored. They've scored more points than anyone. Even in Miami, put up 70s. You know, in Denver, uh, and they've only allowed two two thirty three. They're a plus one ninety eight. You know, it's just shaping up to is like the nineteen eighty three or nineteen ninety one Mule Skinners. Uh, that uh, scored a, scored a ton of points. I mean, it's like over 500 and allowed 200 and some. And anyway, th- but we're not going to talk about that. That's old. That's you know, Joe Gibbs should retire and never come back, in my opinion. But that's a story on a different day. All right, bowl games. Uh, Virginia Tech is playing Tulane. Uh, you know, I, Tulane had a good year. There's no question about it. And the Hokies were six and six, and they put a whooping on UVA. Uh, to get to a bowl game, Liberty, Madison, Old Dominion. You got five five teams from the Commonwealth that are in bowl games, or four of the five, excuse me, uh, with ODU, Madison, Virginia Tech, and Liberty. And I, you know, yeah, yeah. it's hard to judge these things. It's, you don't know how the players are going to show up, et cetera, et cetera. So. Yeah, I tell you, uh, my money went to Virginia Tech. My daughter graduated there. My brother graduated <laughs> there. Hokey, 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 high, but in this case, still not uh, bullish on Hokies in terms of, yes, they've gotten better, but I loved uh, Tulane. I followed them all year long for the last couple years, know what their players can do. I think top to bottom, Tulane's a better football team. Willie Fritz just went to Houston, so how is that going to affect them losing their coach? Tech, definitely on the upswing, and I think Tulane is just a better top to bottom player to player. I'm going to ride with Tulane and Green Wave. I hate yeah. to say that because I love the Hokies, but uh, and Bud Foster, of course, uh, one of the greats of all time. But yes. uh, he's not on the sideline, sadly, mm-hmm. anymore. So I'm going with Green, the Green Wave in this one. Uh, well, just, just give me a winner here on these. We think Old Dominion, Madison, and Liberty. Those three uh, again to refresh you. Old Dominion's playing Kentucky. Madison's taking on the Air Force and the Armed Forces Bowl down in Fort Worth. And then Liberty is going to be in the Fiesta Bowl, which you know, used to be like six or seven bowls when I was growing up. And then they added the Fiesta Bowl. I don't know what year it was. Maybe I was ten or eleven, twelve, something like that. And uh, but it's, it's one of the major bowls now. I mean, the uh, playoff games are played there uh, on a rotation, as you know. And uh, sometimes they host the uh, the title. They've hosted the title game probably at least once, I would think, down in Arizona. Anyway, they're taking on Oregon, who you know they they were there. They were picked to beat Washington and get into the Final Four. And uh, Washington beat about three points each game, so they're they're uh, battle tested. Uh, who wins the Liberty Oregon game? Well, here's the deal. I love Jamie Chadwell. I love Liberty, uh, but I also love Bo Nix and Oregon. Dan yeah. Lanning is one of the great coaches in football today in terms of college. They score at will pretty much. They're a high octane machine. Liberty hasn't seen anything like this in terms of overall team speed. However, this is a David Goliath deal, and yeah. I think many people are saying Liberty shouldn't even be there. 
Jamie Chadwell is going to use that motivation for fuel. And, of course, he's got a great quarterback and a solid offense, defense, special teams. They're well coached. I think Oregon obviously has better players top to bottom, but I don't think they're motivated in this one. I don't think they will play their best game here. I think Liberty is going to hang around and make it a four-quarter game. Oregon should win it. Everybody thinks that. It'll be closer than the experts think. It's going to be an overplay for me. Mm-hmm. And I like Liberty to cover and possibly, mm-hmm. possibly pull an upset. And that's my heart speaking there. But I would not put too much on that. But I, I think there is a possibility there. I think that would be that would be wonderful for Liberty and for of course the, the Commonwealth. It's a January one. You know the big. I mean they have the, the Power Six games on on New Year's. New Year's Eve is supposed to be January one. You got you've got five games being played that day. LSU, Wisconsin, on Wisconsin. I say there. I hope they beat LSU. Not a fan of Brian Kelly. You got Iowa and Tennessee both ranked. Oregon and Liberty number eight. Oregon number eighteen. Liberty. So that'll be good matchups. It'll all be done by four. Uh, Four thirty because at five o'clock it's Michigan and Alabama. And following, hey Al, yeah, man. Here's one thing. One thing you got to think about. Jamie Chadwell to me will be a Power Five coach. Now here's the deal: if he keeps this game close or pulls off a win, they go fourteen and zero. Every college uh, that <laughs> Power Five is going to raise up and say, "Who is this guy?" They know about him, but they're going to say, "This guy is can't miss," and they're going to start taking notes and say, "Wait a minute." If he loses by a few, now if he gets his doors blown off, they'll say, ah, maybe he should stay where he's at. Yeah. But if this one's a game, or if he pulls it off, he will be the next hottest name on everybody's yeah. list. He's very hot now, but he's going to be hotter. So that's another side note to this game. Yeah, yeah, but he might he wants to prove himself, and this might be a very good proving ground for him against the number eight team in the country, Oregon. Of course. Uh, uh, JMU coach moved on ahead to Indiana, and he put on quite a show. Did you see that? Absolutely. Uh, and then yeah. the other thing is, the Kadon uh, kid, the quarterback for uh, Liberty, is going up against Bo Nix, who is yeah. a Heisman Trophy finalist. And you don't think he wants to show NFL <laughs> scouts that he's deserving of maybe, hey, don't overlook me. This kid can play. He can run. He can throw. Watch this quarterback uh, for uh, Liberty. He's super talented. Yeah. Well, that will be a good quarterback matchup. Uh, and, and Bo Nix, of course, he used to be at, was at Auburn before he went to Oregon, if I'm not mistaken, on that one. I think he's been there for 10 years now. <laughs> yeah. How many years? You get to play an extra five years if you played during the COVID year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, why, not, why not? You can grow old, have kids and grandchildren, still be throwing the pig. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he graduate? Kadon Salter's his name, Liberty Flames quarterback. Remember that name? He's going to be a, he's going to be an NFL player. I think he's six uh, one, and he can throw the football and uh, run as well. Well, there you go. Well, thank you. Um, Michigan and Alabama. Now, yeah. Here's the deal. Alabama, who had that great throw on fourth and thirty one. Don't get me started there. That's the worst defensive set I've ever seen. If you go with four defensive linemen and you rush uh, maybe an outside defensive back on a blitz or a linebacker blitz, and you get them to throw quick, that doesn't happen. They lose to that uh, that game in Auburn, the Iron Bowl. They win it. And they, they, of course, barely beat a team that lost to New Mexico State. And don't get me wrong, they've been playing better. Give Saban credit for getting into the dance, but the dance ends here. Uh, give me the fighting Jim Harbaugh's in Michigan. They're going to they're gonna get it done. They didn't want to play Alabama, but they're going to come in this game. It's going to be a power game up front. Uh, look yeah. for Blake Horn to have a big, big day, and Michigan wins. <laughs> you like Michigan to win, huh? Yes. Oh, okay, yes. there you go. 
We shall see how that plays out. It started at 5 o'clock on New Year's Day in the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. Uh, yeah, I like Milrose and the way he has progressed. And some people call it a lucky uh, pass in the Auburn game. I, I say he bought time. He, he was at the 36 and threw to the corner of the end zone, and it was right on the button. He is Milro, He has really matured and played a lot better since they installed him as the starter back in game four. Yes, I'm listening. No, he didn't buy, he didn't buy time. He, he had more time. He could have made a sandwich and uh, <laughs> sat down back there. He had enough time to take out a receiver. It was ridiculous. Hugh Freeze and his defense lost that game more than Alabama won it, my take on it. Well, I'm a little salty, Al. Uh, I can tell I you're not real happy. You're not yeah. real happy about this. Uh, how that played out, are you? Not that that was in my parley and I lost money on it. Don't say anything about that. <laughs> but uh, that's another story for another day. <laughs> well, you know it's you, you know you're not going to win the majority of them. I mean, it's just football, dog. I mean, it's sports. Well, yeah. yeah, it's sports. Yeah, but, uh, you got to think you are, though. Well, you got to think that. I think I think it's so much that I keep my money in my pocket. I learned at a very young age to keep my money in my pocket and not gamble. Uh, you know, I lost uh, my week's pay in three minutes of rolling the bones when I was twenty. I said, "Mm mm, yeah." And I drove. Well, my, my- my late mother, God bless her soul, told me one time as I was getting ready to go to Las Vegas, she said, don't forget before, make sure you don't spend a lot because, remember, all those chandeliers and beautiful buildings were not built on people that uh, were winning. So No. no. Thanks, Thanks for that. The house wins. The house wins. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. Anyway, um, the <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I, I just I think Alabama just has they are, they're used to this. Michigan's used to it too. But I just like the the fact that Alabama did beat Georgia. You know that does say something, and they did beat them on a neutral field in Atlanta. And that just shows to me this team does have what it takes to get to the final. And we'll see how that works. I think it'll be Alabama will beat Michigan. And uh, they did not play. I mean, they beat Penn State and Ohio State, and that's it. Uh, Good wins. I like McCarthy. Yeah, I know. He's good. Yeah. I I like the running game of Michigan over Alabama's running game. What about Washington and Texas? Oh, my God. This is a game, Al. This is the one. Yeah, I love Michael Penix, and he's won me over. He's a great thrower of the football. He's a great runner. Uh, that offense, is they haven't got enough credit on both sides of the yeah. ball. But meanwhile, Clint Ewers and his Texas team, they're playing their best football right now. So as much as I love Washington, it's a field goal game to me. I think this could be one of the highest scoring games in all of the bowls. And to give me the Longhorns in an upset to win this one by three. The Longhorns to win. So you have you have three and one in the final. Michigan, Texas in the final. We'll talk about that as we get closer to it. Uh, obviously, I'll have you on, if you'd like to come on again before that Monday, January eighth night, and maybe the Thursday or Friday before, and see uh, see who you like in that game and uh, if it goes that way because it'll be determined by then who's in. Obviously, it's uh, determined on the first who will uh, play in that game. So we'll pick your brain on that one. Uh, come the uh, the the January uh, what fourth or fifth will do that. Anyway, so I th- I think um, I like Washington. I'm gonna go opposite. You just I mean we might as well t- play devil's advocate. I don't put money on these things, so I have the, the latitude to do to do that to just take who who I want to win maybe uh, or who I think I think Washington will get it done. I, I really do. I think that they've proven this year with you know I don't know if you were watching on November fourth, but. 
at the same time Alabama and LSU were playing, Washington was playing Southern Cal. In those two games, I mean, I was going back and forth and back and forth. These quarterbacks, and all four quarterbacks in that game were lighting it up. You looked, I was just amazed at how these games were going. Both games had over 1,000 yards of offense. Combined, they had over 2,000 yards of offense by the time the games were done. I mean, it was just, yeah. it was remarkable to watch. They all, I mean, all the quarterbacks just lit it up. It was fun to watch, plain and simple. Uh, anyway, I'll take Washington and Alabama. You're going to take Texas and Michigan, and we'll have fun with this uh, going into it all come the uh, the 4th or 5th of January, partner. Anyway, you have a great Merry Christmas down uh, with yourself, you know, you and your family, your uh, bride, and everybody else in between, Hoss. Thank you, Al. You too, to all your listeners. And like I say, uh, all I can say, it's almost like, um, you know, leading into Shohei Otani every day. I mean, uh, all we can do is just go in there and try to get a hit and lead off uh, for the cleanup guy, Big Al, of course. The legend, the dean of broadcasters, you know, the guy that I aspire to, the guy I grew up listening to. Oh, that's just so wrong. You're so wrong. You you don't aspire (laughs) to be me, number one. Number two, you weren't listening when you were a kid. You're, you're, what are you, 58, 57, 62? What are you now? Stop it, Al. I listened to you growing up, and I'm going to stick to that story, and that's my story. Well, you know, listen, you know it's not nice to lie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you can go to hell for cheating, stealing, and lying just the same. There you go. There you go. You're my guy, though, Al. Uh, like I say, you can do a great job. And, uh, you know, I asked management for two hours. They said, no, you're not a Big Al status. You only get the one. You're not a legend like Big Al. And you man, get let the me, two. So there you go. Nobody does it better, Al. Let me, give you four, let me give you four words. No hope and dope, okay? Lay off the weed, <laughs> Doug. All right, let's y'all have a, have a great now. weekend. Merry Christmas to you as well and your family. Don't forget our bonus. Thank you. So <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a picture. Yeah, wait for the call. Thanks. <laughs> All, right, All right, Jamie King he comes on at 7 o'clock in the morning before us. And I encourage you to tune in and listen to him because he is, he's very knowledgeable, as you just heard. So stay with us. We shall return. Johnny Avers will come on. I, a little bonus coverage because we got to, you know, we, we really didn't talk about this too much. We, we were, you know, fielding calls on Paul Webb and Jerry Stone and all that kind of thing. So we didn't get to everything we needed to, which was fine. Uh, you know, we wanted to do that. And uh, so there's a big basketball game this weekend. We'll shift gears a little bit here. Uh, and that is Arizona uh, and Purdue, one and three in the AP, the CBS Power Poll. They're one and two. Man, listen, we got to start focusing on a little college basketball. Johnny Avery will join us when we return. We're a little behind, and we shall pick him up in just a few minutes right here on 1061 ESPN. One more final thing 63 to 21 after scoring zero four days earlier. What the hell happened there? Stay with us. The NFL season is in full swing, and we don't want anyone to forget. We have NFL coverage every Sunday afternoon, as well as every Dallas Cowboys broadcast. Here on your home for sports in the River City, 1061 ESPN Richmond. Are you looking for the high weather? Good Friday morning. Even though it's a cold start out there right now with temperatures in the upper 20s, we're going to be slightly warmer this afternoon with a high of about 58 degrees. So compared to yesterday, feeling a little bit better and staying sunny and bright. As we go into tonight, clear and cold yet again, back down the 20s. Quiet weather will persist into Saturday, but we are tracking a lot of rain that will arrive during the morning hours of Sunday, and it will get heavy at times through Sunday afternoon into Sunday night. 
I'm meteorologist Julie Watkins from CBS6, your weather authority. Wondering what's on tap this week? Just head to our website and to our This Week on 1061 ESPN Richmond page for a preview of what's to come on 1061 ESPN. We're here. John Avers with us this morning. I asked John this morning to join us because we were busy with a lot of things on uh, Wednesday. He and Habo and uh, didn't get a chance to really focus on this. In the AP poll, of course, Purdue is number one. Arizona number three with his with the Jayhawks behind them. Uh, excuse me, in between them at number two. You look at the CBS Power poll, which is not an official ranking. Uh, you got the of course the coaches poll and the AP poll. Uh, but when the college power rankings are out from CBS now, maybe. They helped to you know color it up a little bit. It is their poll, their poll. Excuse me. They got Purdue one, Arizona two, and Kansas three. Uh, John, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, Mister Coleman. How are you, Mister Averett? I'm doing good. I'll just start calling you Coach Averett. After all, you won a state title at Culpeper and Double A, same one, same division uh, that Ralph Sampson played in. And uh, yep. they named the court after you, so you know you've made your bones. Well, I'm very blessed, very fortunate. Yep, and a lovely wife to boot. Yep, Arizona and Purdue, Johnny, Alabama. Uh, let's see, Purdue beat Alabama over the weekend on uh, on Saturday, last Saturday. Uh, they've beaten Gonzaga, Tennessee, Marquette, Iowa, and Xavier. Is that a good lineup, John? In your opinion, of, of absolutely, absolutely, top notch. I mean, I mean, Alabama. I don't have the poll in front of me right now. I got well, I got the CBS Power Poll, which oh, by the way, has Virginia at number twelve, uh, and Memphis at number fourteen, and they play next week. Uh, that's a good lineup for the for the Purdue Boilermakers. Are going to be tough, aren't they? To get, I mean, yeah. they should make the Final Four. They did not last year. Uh, they should this year. Uh, Arizona won at Duke, beat Michigan State on a neutral court, and crushed Wisconsin, the team that did that to Virginia. Now comes the biggest test of all. It's at home, I believe. Is that Arizona? I believe in it, John. That I don't know. No, excuse me. It's in Indianapolis on Saturday. It sounds like oh, that's it's a, right. That's right. I do remember that now. Yes. Uh, now, is this a game that was already scheduled, or is this a made-for-TV game? Do you know? Oh, uh, I think it was already scheduled, but okay. it was made for TV. Yeah, okay, like <laughs> Georgetown, <laughs> Georgetown, Virginia, and when Duke plays Kentucky or UNC yeah. plays Kentucky, that kind of thing. Exactly. So anyway, they they've. Got a couple good women. I mean, winning at Duke, you know, that's good. Beat be Michigan State, which is not probably, probably what it could have been or would have been. You know, James Madison beat them. So, you know, the, the, the feather in the cap's not standing so tall and bright. Uh, but anyway, uh, what about these two teams? What about this game, Johnny? Which game is that now? Purdue, Arizona. Oh, it'll be a dogfight. Yeah. I mean, it, with Purdue, I mean, Arizona's big time good, but Purdue with that. Big man, he puts you in another world. Yeah, with the yeah, he's what seven four, isn't he, Johnny? Yeah, and he can play. Yeah, he could play last year, and he's gotten even better this year. I mean, it's you know the rich get richer in that regard. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they, I mean, he, he stayed another year. He could have gone, right? Oh, sure. But he's probably smart. Yeah. One of the few smart things that's happening, which we'll discuss here in a minute, because it's a, it's a dark day for college sports. Today is or just in general? Uh, well, this week. Uh, it's just we're going into the wild, wild west. And uh, it, if you're really interested in this, it's this deal that the judge in northern West Virginia issued a restraining order until December the 27th when there will be a full hearing on it. And basically what he said is it's just another slam at the NCAA and these lawsuits are going to take the NCAA down. And whether you agree with some of the stuff they do or don't do, it is the governing body of college athletics. And when that goes away, we're sliding into that wild, wild west. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll read, Al, I'm sure you've already read it, but for our listeners, I'll read you the first paragraph in David Teal's article this morning. It says, college sports transfer portal may collapse from sheer volume if a federal <laughs> judge temporary restraining order Wednesday becomes permanent. Annual free agency for all. Money-driven roster churn that makes your favorite teams unrecognizable from one season to the next. And hopefully on the 27th that they'll change this. Now, we've got a local situation with Bamasil. And let me before I start talking, I've said this before, Bamasil's not a bad kid. I don't want him to be made out to be a bad kid because he's not. Mm-hmm. But the deal is he will be he is eligible, and uh, Coach Oldman said he will play Saturday. Mm-hmm. Good. Now, good. You you got to be there's good and there's bad. Uh, it will definitely help VCU because he's a heck of a player, and the addition of him and Barstow will put VCU up there at the top with Dayton as far as contending for a A-10 championship. Now, the negative part on it, if Bamasil plays Saturday, and I, this is what I understand, and sometimes I don't understand stuff correctly, but if he plays Saturday and that judge, that a hearing changes its opinion mm-hmm. from that, the opinion of that judge on the 27th, he will lose this year of eligibility. Uh, and the other thing, wait you a minute, wait a minute. He'll you lose this year, but he's yeah. he's cleared to play. But with the judge's ruling on Wednesday, that could take him back off the court. Yes. No. No. On the twenty, but the the judge's decision on Wednesday puts him on the court this weekend. Okay. If the full hearing on the twenty seventh changes that decision, he will be off the court and not allowed to return. And I don't think I've got that wrong. I hope I haven't. Uh. And the the other problem you have now, too, I mean, I know VCU fans are excited about having him on the court, and they, as they should be. But here's the problem that can come with that. One of the other players on VCU who transferred in this year or last year and has another year of eligibility next year, he can leave and play right away at that school that he chooses. Mm. And it, it's just, if you're a fan, if you're listening to us, 
grab the paper or go online and read David Teal's article. It's excellent, as 99 and 9% of his articles are excellent. Yeah, they are. I always enjoy. I recommend people read him all the time on the air because he does yeah. such a very good job. He's, I mean, he's a writer that's in the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame, like Paul Woody going in this coming uh, April the nineteenth uh, and twentieth. So he'll be alongside it's, Dave Teal. It's just, I mean, this transfer portal now is just shot in the butt. I mean, it, it's a mess. It's it's worse. It's worse this week than it was two weeks ago. And that, along with the NIL stuff going on and with the comment that the new president of the NCAA made last week about just basically paying the athletes, Mm. uh, college athletics, as we know, are probably gone. And what it's going to do, the schools, with some credibility academically and so forth and so on, it's going to hurt them. Mm because it's just going to be a revolving door at some school. So this temporary restraining order that could be okayed by the judge or not, yes, correct? We don't know which way it's well, going, to, going to fall yet, right? Well, it's, it's a full hearing, and I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not an attorney by any means. <laughs> at least I can hear Espo laughing now. But it, it, he, in northern West Virginia, a federal judge mm-hmm. issued that put a stop on this rule that the NCAA had that if you transferred the second time, mm-hmm. you could not, you had to set out a year, which is not, a, as I said the other day, that's not a bad deal. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's if people turn that into it. That's not bad. No, you get to transfer once. And that's and, and, and if you do it a second time, you got to sit out a year like the old rule. Yeah. yeah it keeps a little bit of education, a, it, it, maturity, blah, blah, blah. But now on the 27th, that will be a full hearing. Now, I don't know who will be involved in that. It's mm-hmm. a federal hearing. And if they change that judge's decision, the guys are going to have to come back off the court. And if, from what I've read and understood, hope I'm right, they then will lose that year of eligibility. So if, I mean, it's easy for me to say there's not being involved in it, but, uh, if if I'm Bamafield, I would wait until after the 27th before I went on the court. Then he may not get it on but, at all. Yeah, but but and I don't. Some of this I don't understand. I'll be the first to admit that. I do know enough that it's a dark day for college athletics. Mm. It's just these lawsuits are just tearing down the NCAA. And like I said, you may agree or disagree with a lot of the things NCAA does. But it is the governing body, and without a governing body, it's going to be a mess. Mm-mm-mm. The um, yeah, Teal's uh, one of his final sentence in in paragraph two is major college sports, especially football and basketball, becoming even more chaotic and unmanageable. Is his question mark there? Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. There's some of the, some of these uh, things that have happened. And once again, this is just my opinion. And football, this is just not basketball. We're, we're, you and I are talking about basketball, but football is involved in this too. Now, the, the NCAA did do one thing in football that I think is good, and that's a player can can participate. Like if you're a freshman mm-hmm. and you're coming in, you can participate in four games. Yeah, and then not lose and just stop. 
yeah. and not lose that year of eligibility. I think that's good for football. Football is so physical, and the strength and conditioning aspect of it is so important. I think that's a good rule. You can take a kid, dip him in the water a little bit for four games, and then he'll still have his four years of eligibility left. Right. That's a, yeah, that's a good thing. And, and I think that's good. Yeah. But with that, with this other stuff, just over and over and over, and you're going to see it now, probably about April, you'll see these kids bolting. And uh, uh, it's uh. just not, it's not, it's nothing good about it. I know people are going to argue with me, well, the kids deserve this, deserve that. We just, we need some kind of structure. And right now that structure is fading into the sunset. Mm-mm-mm. All right, John, I'm going to take a pause. When we get back, maybe we can talk a little bit about Purdue and Arizona and uh, that game tomorrow in Indianapolis. And, uh, of course, we talk, as we talked about on Wednesday, of course, the four schools we do play, or we do follow closely, Virginia, Virginia Tech, VCU, Richmond are all playing tomorrow at varied and staggered times. All right, stay with us. Johnny Edwards, I want to get his, his opinion on Purdue and Auburn, excuse me, Purdue and Arizona. <laughs> and uh, who's going to come out of that with a W? All right, stay with us. Quick pause and return. Wrap up our number one with John Edwards. Stay with us. 1061 ESPN Traffic. Here in Henrico, heads up for a couple problems. There is a crash, three chopped road at Durwood Crescent, also a wreck Monument Avenue at Westland Drive. Stalled vehicle reported Barlow Street at 360 Mechanicsville Turnpike. In Chesterfield, a broken down vehicle Charter County Parkway at Brander Mill Parkway and Lewis Road at Ironbridge Road. I'm Kristen Lure, CBS 6 Traffic. Let's get social. Follow us on X and Instagram at ESPN Richmond. And find us on Facebook by searching ESPN Richmond. Don't miss a thing from your home for sports in Richmond. 1061 ESPN. Traffic reports on one the Dallas Cowboys all season is 1061 ESPN. Brought to you by Arthur's Electric and Park and Go. Eight fifty four. We thank you for tuning in. Uh, chilly this morning. It's twenty four degrees in my neck of the woods earlier this morning, and uh, as we speak, our current temperature is uh, thirty two, up to freezing. It's sunny out, so we'll climb to a high today of fifty eight. Looks like a lot of rain coming in on Sunday. Ah, that's the way it goes. John, the Boilermakers. We were talking earlier about Edney, uh, the big guy, of course, the center for the Boilermakers, seven four, I believe. He's not a skinny seven four. You know, he's a, so- a solid seven four. He's not. You know, he's not a, a, like a, a whippet or a greyhound. Uh, the other three hundred, three hundred pounds. <laughs> oh, good golly! Uh, when they beat out Alabama, for example, just to give you a, a look there at that game, uh, he played thirty seven of the forty minutes, twelve for twenty from the field. That's sixty percent. And uh, eleven for eleven from the line. That you know, that's that's you don't see that a lot in a big man, as you know. So you see, no. and, and that he had seven rebounds, a couple assists, blah blah blah. But he he can score, and he's a presence inside, offensively and defensively. I would think that uh, the, the the deal for Arizona would be to try and get him in foul trouble early and often, so to speak. What do you think? I agree. I mean, they're going to try to do that. But I, you know, I was sitting there thinking a while ago. It's I don't know what the line is going to be. Probably very, very yeah. close. Yeah. May yeah. favor either one of them. But there are two things that I like in Purdue's favor. One thing, they're going to be playing in Indianapolis. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. means that building is going to be full of Purdue fans. Yeah. Because as you, 
as you will know, Purdue is in Indiana. <laughs> and the other thing is the not that not that Arizona's coach is not good. I'm not saying, it, but Matt Painter has been around a long time mm-hmm. and been in these type of games a lot. So I, I lean towards Purdue. Yeah, I, yeah, I would think, so, especially with the, the benefit of playing, as you mentioned, in Indianapolis. I mean, it's Purdue's uh, in uh, not uh, what, what town? The Purdue is in West Lafayette, I believe. Yes, yeah. I, I agree with you. I started to say Bloomington, but we know that's uh, Indiana University. So it's anywhere in Indiana. There's not going to be a long drive for the people to go no. there, and all it will be Indiana people will obviously, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> obviously will show up in droves. That will be a distinct advantage for them. It's too bad it's not more on a neutral site. Uh, that could make a, that could help a little bit, I would think. But uh, that's supposedly a neutral site because it's not at Purdue; it's at Indianapolis. Hey, I think Purdue will win this thing. I agree with you. But it's, I mean, yeah, 